Right? Yeah, I'm live. I'm live. For sure. Let's get it then. GMI TV, Cosmic Convos, episode number two. I got found with me. Johnny the God. What they do, fam? Peace, peace, peace. And we are accompanied by a very enlightened individual, Mr. Larry T. Williams. What's going on, fam? Man, everything is going on. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, fam. Um, was very anxious to speak to you. You know what I'm saying? I I've been tapping into your videos since since really the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I tapped in with you from. I'm sure a lot of others as well. Damn, that um, long, bro. Well, just yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, bro, when I was going to do my research on the um for the interview, I'm looking at all your 2021 views. I'm in all the likes. Save uh, them all. You feel me already? You know what yeah, I'm saying? That was. Yeah, so that was that was very um very cool. So I'm curious, what um what really prompted you to to jump on TikTok? Were you were you on there initially before your awakening, or did your awakening bring you to the app? So, so it's funny. So this is the this is the way that it happened. So I had my awakening. I want to say what month was it? June June of 2021. June June of 2020, mm. and so. I started my TikTok October that year, right? And so I was originally on an old Facebook that I had. And, you know, I was real popular, real tight with everybody in my community. So I was going live every day. And I was making a lot of spiritual posts because in 2020, we had something called the Great Conjunction. So uh, Jupiter, Earth, Saturn, they all aligned. And I was on Facebook talking about that tough. And somebody was like, bro, put this shit on TikTok. People on there will fuck with you. So I made a video real quick. I put it on TikTok and... I fall asleep, I forget about it. I wake up in the morning and I check back and it had 115,000 views. And I was like, holy shit, that many people heard what I had to say? Like, I could really do this shit. I could really be a content creator. Now I was cussing a lot in it because I didn't know the TikTok guidelines. So I seen that it got taken down right after that. But pretty much that that's what started everything. My friend telling me, yo, put this on TikTok. They'll like it on there. And, then and what do you, do you remember exactly uh, what the video was about? Yep, it was the it was the great conjunction. It was um it was Earth, Jupiter, and Saturn aligning on Halloween. And I was talking about how don't go out, don't go, don't go party, don't go be in a don't go be in a low vibration, go within yourself, really do some meditation, align your energy and focus on on this on what's coming because right now we're going through a huge shift in consciousness and a lot of people are finna start waking up. And depending on whether or not you wake up, that's gonna drastically affect the circumstances or sequence of events that happen in your life, whether or not you align yourself with prosperity or misery. So curious. Have you seen the effects of that great conjunction in the earth to this day? So you said that happened in 2020. Has there been a, a change in the earth since then? A change in the earth. Man, there's been there's been too many changes within the earth to keep track of. So what did you have to think about it? Nothing is coincidence. So when you see things like COVID happening or these these whole entire global global shifts, the pandemic, all these all these political shifts within society that cause all this controversy, these world-shaking events. Excuse me. This is all a manifestation of energy shifts within the higher level of consciousness. So all of these big back and forth shifts that we're seeing, the collapse of all these systems, absolutely, absolutely. And so essentially, right, that was us moving into the age of Aquarius, right? And so us moving into the age of Aquarius symbolizes humanitarianism, enlightenment, the awakening of, of consciousness and implementing new systems so every, so the people on earth can start experiencing abundance and love and joy. 
And so I've been seeing a lot of that. Like I, I seen it with my TikTok. I hit my first hundred thousand followers that month. Mm, wow. Or, or, or. Wow. So, so you would say that the planets have a have an immediate effect on our lives. So the type of person that I am, bro, especially coming from the hood growing up, when I talk, I like to I don't like to turn nobody off. I don't want nobody to go, oh, this he's crazy or he don't know what he's talking about. So I like to keep things tangible. I can't be like, hey, what's going on with the planets has a direct effect on us right now. But on a higher level, it actually does. And to put it in a, in a perspective, right, what is the human body composed of? Ninety nine percent of the materials in our body is made of stardust. What does the moon do? The gravitational force of the moon, it, it shifts the tides back and forth. What is our body comprised of? 75% water. water. So these celestial bodies, it, it all has an effect on us on some sub on subconscious levels. And if you don't have that spiritual awareness or or intuition and connection with yourself, of course, hearing some shit like a planet affects you is gonna sound crazy. But I promise you, it's been a couple months where there's been a retrograde I didn't know about. The 25th fuck around in here. I'm like, man, I've been pissed off all month. I'm having all these fights. Shit over here is happening. Shit over here is happening. And, I, and then somebody tells me, you know, we've been in a Mercury retrograde the past two months. That's why. So I see a lot of people these days, they try to um, make fun of the retrograde. They, right. Due to lack of understanding from my perspective. But right. how, how have you seen the retrograde manifest in your day-to-day -day life like where have you seen it take place at so it takes place in my personal relationships like the past couple retrogrades i didn't know about them initially and so just like how i was talking about it it, it, it came to a point where it was the end of the month i'm sitting down reflecting let me let this car pass so it's the end of the month i'm sitting down reflecting and i'm looking at my relationship with oh okay there was a miscommunication with my mother. I got into an argument with my brother. I got into a physical fight with my friend here. I'm, I'm arguing in my relationship. What's going, what's, what's up with all this tension? Why am I, and I'm not an emotional person. I'm not, I, I have control over myself. So these situations happening is symbolic of something really, there was something there that really needed to get exposed and come up and there was a lot of explosion, a lot of fire, a lot of anger. And it, and it wasn't necessarily hate. It was just the energy of the retrograde. And if mm. it amplifies your emotions and brings out them, so brings out them subconscious knots, you got tied. And so essentially all those arguments, what they do or all those emotions, all those triggers, it shows you, it shows you the subconscious patterns that you still have within yourself that you mm. need to overcome. This is a belief that I have cemented ingrained inside of me this is a thought this is a thought pattern a thought process i have ingrained inside of me and so i'm too much in, i'm too much into my ego in this aspect of my life when i'm talking to this person i get triggered and i step into my ego here so it's always an opportunity to sit back and look within yourself and figure out what you need to work on when you're getting triggered in a retrograde facts the way i i simplify it and like to teach it to people is when you dissect the two words is retro meaning old and grade meaning a level so old levels or old situations may come to pass again to check to see what level are you on you know are you spiritually on the level that you see yourself to be are you where you want to be to sharpen your skills you know what i'm saying all in all so that's the that's the way i digest it but i want to i want to ask you a question on this yeah okay sure. 
so in today's time, many people would say that the Bible demonizes knowledge of the stars. How do you conceptualize the uh, the Bible's use of astrology, and how do you think we should use the Bible today? So, when it comes to when it comes to us using the Bible today, too many people I feel like too many people take the Bible as a literal instruction guide when the Bible is is more so a poetic. Um, it's a poet. It's a poetic analogical me metaphorical expression of psychology of spirituality itself and so to put that into perspective we need to talk about the concept of religion in general what was here first and if you talk about you know the first religion to be here five thousand years ago when the concept of religion was created it was hinduism that was first and then and then you know the, the, the religions that followed so when it comes to the bible i believe we shouldn't take it literal and also we need to be we need to have enough critical thinking to be able to point out the hypocrisies right when especially in the spiritual community when you when you embody that i am awareness and you embody god and you speak it people will say it's blasphemous for you to call yourself god but in the bible jesus himself says you are the, the body is the temple of the living god we are all gods god god is within us in the bible it says Jesus says, I will speak this word to you. I'm going to preach this word to you. And all you guys are going to worship me in vain. I'm not your leader. I'm not your savior. Jesus, Jesus said that. It's you. You're supposed to look within. And when it comes to astrology, right, I don't have a, I don't, I personally do not have enough knowledge about the Bible and astrology to be able to sit in and do the cross referencing and make the, make the proper connections. But what I do know is that when it comes to a lot of spiritual concepts like astrology, crystals, and things like that, the Bible mentions a lot of it. The Bible talks about crystals. The Bible talks about crystals a lot. The Bible mentions psychedelics. It mentions mushrooms. The Bible mentions all of these different tools that we use to benefit the spirit. So I feel like when it comes to using the Bible, it's a great tool. It's amazing. Religion is not a dumb thing. That's something in the spiritual community we need to wash out. But we need to we need to analyze it from a different perspective. Interesting. You have any comments on that, Johnny? How do you feel we should use the Bible in modern day? I feel like uh, he hit it on the head, but I also look at it as um, we we also got to understand the Bible is a mythology as well. So you know, when you look at it in that way, um, you don't really get the 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 conscious mind to look at it like a like a literal text, like the characters really existed. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do now. They try to, um, they try to, yeah, yeah. That that picture right there is perfect. Like they, they try to, they try to point out like these characters were like real human figures in this world when they're just symbologies or symbolic figures of entities that live inside of you. You know what I'm saying? Like anybody can tap into the Jesus consciousness. Anybody can tap into the Moses consciousness. Anybody can tap into the consciousness of Solomon if you want riches, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like everybody just got to look at it in that term. And I feel like as, as long as we do that, everybody, everybody will come to a solid agreement on how we need to connect with each other to elevate. Right. Okay. So, but I, do, uh, I know, um, I did want to ask bro, um, 
before uh I know I know this probably off topic with the power with the power slot, but it's a lot of people who ask me uh how how do we meditate or how to meditate or which steps to take or um wait I'm gonna just keep asking the question because I know he'll probably jump back in, but um how do we meditate, what steps to take, uh how do we know if we're doing it wrong? I know a lot of people ask these questions, so I wanna um I want to see how you feel about that question as well. Okay, cool. So let's go down the rabbit hole of meditation. So uh, so the word meditate means to become familiar with. So when you're meditating, you're becoming familiar with your mind. Meditation is supposed to be a practice to pull you into the present moment, to pull you into the now, because the now is, just, is the spiritual dimension. Now is the only thing that exists. And so essentially, right, we have sev about 70,000 thoughts every day and every day, 95% of these thoughts are repeated. And so reality essentially, right, it's this energetic hologram. It's, it's, it's us being able to perceive 35, 10,000 of the light spectrum, our brain process, processing that information, projecting it outwards. And then all of our opinions, thoughts, all of our desires, beliefs slapped on top of that, that creates this illusion of reality. So meditation is supposed to interrupt that constant stream of conversation that constant stream of energy running within your body so there's many different types of meditation and depending on what you're doing or depending on what you're meditating for a different one's going to work for you now the type of meditation i use because it works for everything is transcendental meditation now meditation is suggested to okay people say practice it 10 15 minutes once in the beginning of the day once at the end and that's amazing because once you do that you experience um improved memory relaxation less stress in the body less less depression but to reach an enlightenment or to truly enter those different states of consciousness you really have to give meditation hours day after day week after week month after month and there's no right there's no specific formula it can happen 45 minutes if you lock in the right way so the way i would say to meditate right is to sit sit however you can get comfortable sit lie down and you want to make sure that you focus on your breath now when, when i say focus on your breath use your breath to interrupt your thoughts so when you close your eyes and you feel your mind speaking take your take your conscious awareness to your breath your lungs expanding your body filling up with air your body being becoming oxygenated and then sit with that silence and then you release your breath over and over and then you release the breath slowly and sit in the silence and you do this over and over again and as you're breathing just focusing on your breath that's when your thoughts arise imagination arises and you're going to start to get pulled into your it's, it's like being in school and class is boring and you start daydreaming you're going to start daydreaming over and over in your meditation and the daydreams are going to get a lot more intense and it's that practice of oh i'm in my daydream pulling it back to the breath over and over and over again that removes your conscious awareness from the mind so most people think they're not meditating the right way because because they believe they're supposed to be zinned out in some in some sort of super spiritual quiet no meditation is literally being in the chaos it's being in all of your thoughts imaginations your dreams your fears desires it's exploring every single dimension of your mind getting caught up in your thoughts over and over again and bringing it back to the center because where are these thoughts coming from they're all coming from inside of you so because meditate means become familiar with you becoming familiar with the inside of you now you can yeah. meditate you can meditate sitting, listening to some music. You can meditate in the quiet. You can meditate doing yoga and stretching. But if you really want to enter that different state of consciousness, that's going to come from the stillness. It's going to come from you sitting still and focusing on your breath. 
And once you relax, you let go. Word, word. I know I tell a lot of people, um, when you get into the thoughts that you're doing it wrong, you don't want to think that you don't even want to bring those thoughts in because you start programming the subconscious to believe you're doing it wrong. And that's that's not a good step to take. But um, another thing with meditation, um, how do you feel about people say say if I um if I vision myself inside of a vehicle, I just want a new car, so I'm trying to vision myself in a vehicle. It can be you, whatever you vision yourself doing. Do you believe in uh, using your five senses to the heights of your of your mind in order to <clears throat> tap into that reality while you meditating? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so not even so. It's not that I believe in it. I choose to say that I know that, right? Because yeah. when it comes to when you when you look at the science of it, and when you look at reality, we live we live in an electromagnetic matrix. So everything runs on electricity and and um and electromagnetics, right? Yeah. So thoughts are so thoughts are electric and our emotions are magnetic we live in a we live in a quantum soup and i know he wanted to talk about quantum physics but it's the vibration of our thoughts and the vibration that of our emotions that are responsible for the events that we experience in our life our life is an illusion this physical reality is is a crystallized solid you know slow vibrating version of your thoughts so whichever whatever thoughts that's the purpose of meditation and visualization or writing and scripting is to generate the thought and generate the emotion and if you hold it it has to manifest that's the law yeah yeah i remember one time um i had a mentor who taught me how to meditate and he told me just start off by seeing an apple he said taste the apple feel the apple hear the apple smell the apple and see the apple and as i was just doing that um, I was really in, in meditation for about 20 minutes and I literally started tasting an apple like it was a reality. And I when it felt so real, I got out of the meditation. I opened my eyes like, yo, like it kind of it kind of shook me up for a bit. So I definitely agree with what you're saying with that. And um, do you also feel like with meditation that you could connect with? Because um, me personally, I from my research, independent research, I feel like um, the the ancestors are more so just light beings that's in the ethers. So right. do you feel like while you meditate and do you feel like deep into a meditation, like you could probably channel, let's just say Michael Jackson, or you could probably channel um, a relative that may pass away in your family. Do you, um, how, would, how would you tell people to more so do that if they're trying to connect with, you know, a relative or, just trying to get insight from somebody that that transitioned over. I just want to see where your mind at with that, and how would you uh, tell people to go tap into that uh, source right there? So just like just like you said, the, the ancestors, the, these people that we believe are gone, right? So um, the first law of thermodynamics is that energy can be created nor destroyed, only transmuted. There's nowhere for them to go. And inside of this whole universe, there's no separation within it. So whether you're aware of it or not, you're connected to everyone and everything. Where attention goes, energy flows. So if you can keep your thoughts and keep your attention and keep your and keep your consciousness on on the energy of someone that you once knew, and you build that thought form, of course you can you can channel that energy and channel and, and channel their awareness and channel that experience. There's something called the Akashic Records, right? And so essentially. You know, because there's one, there's one unified consciousness, one mind, and we're we're experiencing it through different focal points. We don't have the same brain, right? So you're not seeing, or you don't have my memories. 
but consciousness does. I'm, I'm not seeing and having your memories, but consciousness does. So it's all going back to that place. And if you can access that place, which is which is the field from which you and everything else manifested, of course. And that's really what had that's really what had a lot to do with my spiritual awakening and me getting on my journey, getting on my journey. It was I had no background, no spiritual awareness at all. It was someone that I lost speaking to me through my mind and through, and through energy. Word, word. Completely changed my perspective. Word, that's a great answer, bro. And, uh, back to um, the first topic we was on about spirituality and religion. Um, I know a lot of people, they get confused on um, more so of the history part with how religion came from because everybody thinks that life started 2,000 years ago from where Christ was crucified, you know? <laughs> So uh, I just want you to um, kind of give them more so of like a history lesson of just letting them know like there were actually you can just give a you can just give a, a civilization that was here before Christ. You know what I'm saying? Because right. a lot of people, they get confused and they think life started 2000 years ago when Christ was crucified. But what they don't know is we had ancestors hundreds of thousand years ago before there was even a jesus thought of in the conscious mind <laughs> right exactly and yeah. that's what growing up in america would have you thinking that that life started right after jesus christ was crucified and no so so humanity the modern human being we we came to being the the, the homo sapien we evolved three hundred thousand years ago and the first so the first like the first theological system, the first religious belief system was with 35 to 100,000 years ago in, in East Africa, in ancient yeah. Egypt, right? And it was called the Anunian Theurgy, which is ancient, which is ancient Egyptian spirituality, Kemeticism. And so it was from Kemeticism that literally every other single religion that exists right now was born. You can take Buddhism, Hinduism, um Taoism, you can take christianity you can take every single religion you can take the stories of jesus christ being um of dying and resurrecting um you can take all of these figures and all of these all of these events the floods you can take them and you will see that they all happened in the anunian theurgy and so so yeah civilization did did not exist or did not start two thousand years ago and no human beings today we, we're not the most advanced civilization. We Our technology, I mean, so it's 2023 now. I'm 22 years old. When I was born, iPhones did not exist. You know, you know, StreamYard, YouTube, uh, Facebook, none of this existed when I was born. So we have all these technological advancements and think, oh, everybody else before us was cavemen living in the wild. No. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago were some of the most were some of the most advanced and intelligent human beings that that ever walked the planet, and they all had this level of consciousness, this, this spiritual awareness, this this multi-dimensional power and work. That's what everybody in the community had. That entire community was built around spiritual principles, and it wasn't a religion. Do you see? Just like so, when he brings up. Um, Kemeticism in the in the seven hermetic principles. These aren't religious principles that you have to follow. These aren't commandments. These are physical laws that the forces of the universe govern because quantum physicists have figured out that the mind and the universe are so intertwined that they can't be separated. So the oldest civilization 
built built their built their laws and their social systems around around these universal principles. Facts, facts, facts. And that's what allowed them to thrive. Your mic on mute, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So question how do you think they came into knowledge of the laws of the universe how does a, a natural being be able to grasp such vast uh, uh knowledge knowledge of the, of the entire universe what was that psychedelics psychedelics see when you look at mind right so let me put it let me, so let's look at it from this perspective let's just look at mind if we were born in the wilderness and grew up in the wilderness with, with a blindfold on you, you, you know, you, you were able to grow up healthy, eat food and everything, but you just grew up in the wilderness, deaf with a blindfold on. You would have no conception of color, of sound, of anything. Mind would just be a formless thing. So essentially, right, what happens is, is that through language, through conditioning a formless, empty, empty thing, we can only understand things through language. I couldn't talk to you if I couldn't use conditioned language to get a message from my mind to yours. So because we can only think and perceive things through language, through conditioning, we're, we're no longer open to open to perceiving energy or perceiving these energetic messages downloads from the universe. So I had, so I did some shrooms two, uh, two days ago, August 8th to celebrate us being in the, uh, the, the Lions Gate. Right. To celebrate us being in the Lions Gate. I did some shrooms to connect with the, connect with some higher frequencies. And I was watching my mind and, you know, this dialogue that I'm having right now, it got to the point to where my mind literally could not construct the characters in sentences that it took for me to even understand the understand words anymore it was pure vibrations pure waves of emotion pure waves of energy sound frequencies and these sound frequencies carried information that i that i know but i have to sit here for hours trying to figure out how to decipher it so because back in the if you like how you um like how you uh, said that we're going to talk about the history of psychedelics. Psychedelics have been used since the since the beginning of civilization. And Terrence McKenna, right, a big pioneer in the psychedelic community, he even proposes that psychedelic it, psychedelics are the reason we went from animals to to people and beings that could think. That's why we were able to create um, philosophy, religion, all these different forms of thought. Because if you look at if you look at human evolution in our biology, around a hundred thousand years ago there was a jump in our brain doubled in size our our neurological connection increased um twice right so what is the evolutionary what is the evolutionary cause of this jump in brain in this in brain function terence mckenna thinks it was psychedelics so that, that would be what i had to say about psychedelics and, and people going into higher dimensions higher levels of consciousness and pulling information back and if you and like I was talking to John Nick about with um, ancient Egypt being the first being the first spiritual civilization or creating the first religious form of thought. When you look at these figures like Thoth, right, or these other high religious figures in that community, it was said that they would have ceremonies where everybody else in the community would be doing their thing, living normal life. But these people were blocked off performing these psychedelic rituals with the blue lotus with the mushrooms with the dmt going to these places and bringing the wisdom back because as you know psychedelics are not for everybody to do right fact so would it be safe to say that a lot of these prophets a lot of these shamans were using psychedelics to alter their mind and tap into these other realms that we just aren't tapping into today absolutely i would say that 100 percent. and also to piggyback off of that 
for anyone who would try to push back on that. So when it comes to psychedelics, you're not introducing a foreign substance to your body. You're already you're playing with existing neurochemistry. All a psychedelic is doing is taking the, the circuits in your brain and we and rewiring them for you to perceive things in a different way. Because, like I said, our brains are not functioning to the highest of their capability. When you take it, when you take a psychedelic, parts of your brain that don't normally communicate start communicating and linking up. We can only see 35, 10 thousands of the light spectrum. If we could see, and Dr. Don Hoffman talks about this, if we could see everything around us, if we could hear everything around us, we would not be able to perceive ourselves or perceive reality at all. We have to perceive it in the form of fitness icons. Okay, if I eat this, I'll live. That's danger. But if we were able to perceive truth or perceive the other dimensions, there'd be no way to be a human being. And that's where the, I forget who makes this quote, but have you heard the quote to be or not to be? Of course. Right. So it's either we choose to be human beings and be in our ego and individuality and experience life or go to a higher level of consciousness and none of this shit exists. So it's one or two. It sounds like we chose a middle, a middle ground. Exactly. And that's the to, to mid guard. You feel me? Right. And that's the purpose of religion. So when you look into the Anunian theurgy, right, the job. So one of the one of the deities on the tree of life is Haru. Now, essentially, what what our souls incarnated here to do? We incarnated here as baby Haru. We're just we're just baby baby individuations of consciousness, and so essentially the human the human being is the bridge between the higher level of, between the higher dimensions and between the earth realm and so through consciousness we're supposed to go to the higher realms learn shit bring it back here so that we can live beautiful abundant lives and constantly go in that back and forth okay question so how do mushrooms that randomly just come from the ground that come from utter darkness how do they come up with so much power and ability to alter the mind like that? Like, okay, we're specimens directly from God. How can an organism or a fungi basically come from underneath the ground with no light, no sunlight, and 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 give us such revelations about the universe? How is that even possible? Science is still trying to figure out how that is possible. But <laughs> So going off of but going off of my intuition. So when you look at when you look at everything in totality, you know, in a broader perspective, how did the how did the earth form? Right. It was a it was a ball of dust. Gravity pulled it together and crashed into another rock, turned into a ball of magma, cooled down, et cetera, et cetera. Yada, yada, yada. So so the earth itself is it's not some it's not some dead or 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 it's, it's not just it's not a house it's not just something we're living on it's a living entity it's, and it's a part of us and these mushrooms are a part of earth earth and consciousness is born through connections we have our level of consciousness our level of consciousness is emerging because of all the connections that we have in our brain all of our neurological connections mushrooms have billions of connections just like we do just like we have uh, all these connections in our brain, mushrooms have all these fungal connections. Now, the mycelium network, that's the network. 90% of the of the land plants on Earth are connected to this network. So it's the communication of Earth. The mycelium network is Earth's mind. So when you consume a mushroom, you're consuming Earth's mind. You're consuming a much larger level of consciousness than you yourself. And so when you even, when you, when you look into the mushrooms, right, mushrooms, 
we're more closely related physiologically, right? We have we have a billion years ago our common ancestors split off. So we're phys physiologically we're closer related to mushrooms than we are to plants or anything else. And mushrooms were here first before we had trees. There were twenty two there were twenty four foot mushrooms, twenty foot four tall mushrooms all over the planet before we even had trees. Mushrooms are the OGs. Yeah, I, I, I want to chime in on that too because um um I actually uh did research and read up on that you know the mycelium network is what actually grows the mushroom so when i started reading on the mycelium network i started seeing and realizing how like damn the mycelium network is literally a communication system for nature like it's literally a communication system for the spirit realm like we got mycelium in our nervous system you know what i'm saying we yeah, it's, it's, yeah like it's mycelium real deal in the plants that we grow just regular plants regular fruits that we grow so when i started realizing that and reading into that i started seeing like wow like these mushrooms really connect you to a lot of sources and it allows you to channel a lot as well because i remember i told gmi how i channeled a south american god on on a five ground mushroom trip one time Ooh. and I seen a vision of colonizers coming through South America. Like I'm just like my, I had an ego death and I, and my spirit just took me, took me there. Like, and I got channeled with it. And I had another channel where it was, um, it I was just, you know, in meditation, I kept seeing hands in my med and in my meditation, just doing this. And then I got out and I was like, gift the gab. Start thinking, gift the gab. Like, so I'm I'm doing research, looking up. It's a rap group called Gifted Gab, and one of the rappers I forgot his name, but every music video, every time he rap, he had his hands like this. So I'm looking into it. Turned out to be he died, and um, I got back into the meditation again, and what he was showing me was that somebody had uh uh basically poisoned his drink because he it, he died from natural causes mm -hmm. so it was like when i when i also got channeled with that trip it was like okay these shit's the real deal like i just had a i just had a whole experience where i channeled somebody who i never even heard of or rap group i never heard of and just seeing that and feeling that it took it took my consciousness to a new heights of things bro man that's a crazy story bro i love to hear that Oh yeah, the mushrooms are serious. Mushrooms are powerful. <laughs> yeah, bro, for real. <laughs> so let me ask you: Do you think? Do you think? You, you said his name was Gift to Gab. That was the rap group name, but I oh. forgot the, the specific rapper that was who I was channeling. So but, do do you think that that like you're you're a reincarnation of that rapper? Do you think that that was you? I never thought of that. You have to go into like the the dates in which he he ascended, the days in which he arrived on the planet, all of that, and then compare yours and shit. It might be it might be some truth in that. You never know. Yeah, I I, I ain't gonna lie though. When I had that trip, when I got when I was channeling that trip to uh, hold on. when I was channeling that trip to South America, I ain't gonna lie. I really felt like I was a reincarnation of that of that deity right there. Yeah. 
that that guy, whoever that was, um, he was communicating with me for like three hours. Like that gift of gab guy, it was just one hour of just channeling. But that South American uh channel, yeah, it was three hours straight of communication, literally. And I was riding down the interstate. I'm in rage. Like my whole body started vibrating. Like yeah. I'm in rage. I'm furious. Like, yo, like I really felt like I was there. Like I really yeah, I had so I had a similar I had a similar experience. I want to say it was four months ago during a mushroom trip. I was in a deep meditation. I have some meditation music playing on the TV. And I start my ego starts dissolving. And I ended up having a vision of me being like I was half naked in a jungle surrounded and it wasn't me. I was I was somebody else, but I'm half naked in a jungle in my tribe. And it's a bunch of us, and we're just around a fire dancing, having the time of our fucking lives, bro. It's trees everywhere, and the and the energy was just so good. And I saw it all be taken from me. I saw it all be taken from me. And then the way that I'm living life right now is so different than that. And my soul hated it and I became so enraged and it felt like that's who I was. And I got mad that I didn't know my language or my real heritage. I got mad that I didn't know none of this shit. It was like I had a DNA awakening. So do you yes. feel like you awakened so you awakened some DNA or some past experience trauma? Yes, bro. Like I had I, the same process you said you went through. Like, yo, I was driving down the road and reminder, I'm on five grams and I'm I'm driving. Like I'm you driving on mushrooms. Oh yeah, I always, I always do, bro. I you I, I, you bro, I, 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 hey, I you watching this, I will, do not. Bro, do not drive do. on mushrooms. Hell nah. Bro, I, I will go, to the, I I will go to the grocery store and grocery shop on mushrooms. I don't care, bro. Like I will do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I really get active on the mushrooms. Like I don't, I don't sit in the house for real. Right. So uh, I was driving down the road, and my fucking ego just—I never had an ego death on mushrooms. This was the first time, and I didn't did five grams three times already. But I had that ego death, bro, driving down the interstate, and then that's when that deity came in. I'm like, I started seeing visions of you know just me in South America. And then I'm seeing colonizers come through there just killing everybody, killing kids, slaughtering people. And then, yo, I, I park, I'm driving around a grocery store parking lot for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. just, just in this vision. I park the car, go in the grocery store, get my mangoes, come out, and like I come back to my body, like I'm back. And I just started, I just got furious, bro. Like I started punching the steering wheel. I'm crying. It's like yo, I was really there. Like I was really connected to the to this tribe, bro. Like I really had a connection with them. Like I was really a part of them, bro. Like, and I felt like I was really there. Like I really experienced that. Like I really seen it. That's why. That's why I feel like we're in the time that we're in right now. When it comes to people like me or you, so are you and G and Mike close in real life? We just met like two months ago. Uh, in, uh but like locally in real life type shit. Here in Florida, I'm in South Carolina. See, that's why I feel like so I know that you said it, GMI, bro. You feel do you got like a lot of people, personal friends in your life that think on this level of on this frequency? I have a South Carolina native on here for a reason. Because if I had somebody that that did think like this locally, they'd be here. But it's see, so that's what I'm over here in Washington, bro. The way I feel like it, I feel like that we're gems and we get dropped and spread out everywhere else. And through consciousness, right, we're supposed to connect through a higher network. Because you got to think, 
the, the internet is literally like a physical version of consciousness. Th this vast, infinite network of connection that can just grow and grow and grow based on what you add to it, new perspective, new experience. So the universe dropped us throughout all these different parts for us to radiate this energy, you know, broadcast it outwards and influence the people around us. And then we, on the higher level, we connect and we start making shit happen. Okay, so question. Right. Wouldn't that like destroy the entire theory of all of life just began in Africa on one landmass? What do you mean? I, I I don't believe that we just all began on one specific landmass if we're all supposed to impact this entire realm on different areas. You know what I'm saying? We were supposed to keep the land, watch over the land. We can't all do that in one specific landmass. If right. we all began in Africa, who was everywhere else? So that so this is this is how I would break that down, right? So when you start looking at, and I have a surface level understanding of this, but when you start looking into anthropology, there were different subspecies of humans that existed, right? So today, every person on this planet, no matter what race you are, you are a Homo sapien. But thousands and thousands of years ago, you had a Homo, you had a Homo sapiens, Homo erectus, you had Neanderthals, you had Denisovans, you had. Why do I hear today of Homo sapiens sapien? Like, what the hell is that? I don't know what a Homo sapiens sapien is. I don't, I don't know what that is. I haven't heard of that term. But like I was saying, Homo sapien, Homo erectus, Neanderthal, Denisovan, there were different subspecies of humans, right? Now, the way that different races got created, it was when the Homo sapien, right, the melanated, the black being that came out of East Africa, once they migrated and spread across the world, once we mixed with Neanderthals in the Caucasus Mountains and they evolved into Homo, homo sapiens, it was based on the food and based on how much sunlight you got. Biologically, you evolved, what does life do? You, one of the seven characteristics of life, right? Learn, you learn this shit in middle school science class. You respond to the environment. So if you're in a really cold environment, you're gonna have lighter skin. But if you're in a hot ass environment, you're gonna need that neuromelanin to protect you. So essentially it was us mixed, it was the homo sapien mixing with other subspecies of humans after migrating and spreading out across the world and time evolving that allowed different races to you know different races to prosper different different cultures different ethnicities but that's why one 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 species of human exists the homo sapien interesting so do you think uh paying attention to race is basically a waste of time race does race does not exist and i and i and I mean that, I, 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 like I said, I love being black. I love my culture. I definitely love that aspect of being a human being. But ultimately, race does not exist. Every single human being has the same amount of melanocytes. It's just that, like I said, based on what our biology required of our ancestors, we all produce different amounts of melanin, which is responsible for the mutation of pigmentation in the skin. We're all the same fucking thing. I'm not, like, I'm not a black person and you're not a this person or a that person. We're all the human being. Facts. Have you ever heard of the um the box saga? No, no, I haven't enlightened me. The box saga, it basically takes place uh during the last ice age. And it, it describes how there was originally one race of people, and after this, after the last ice age, we all got split up, and that's what began the different races or different changes of skin tone. Because during the last ice age, everybody got split up. You know what I'm saying? It caused a, it was a catastrophe that I think that's the that's what 
the the Bible is referencing as oh shit. Oh okay. You heard, have you ever heard of it? Nah, nah, I haven't heard of it, but you just made a thought click. So if if there was really one landmass and the ice age caused it to split apart, maybe that one landmass split across the whole fucking earth, and over time we all just evolved on different landmasses spread out across the globe and forgot, like you said. Yeah, I, I don't know if y'all watch Avatar 2, but um the way oh, the water, but y'all see how like did, did you guys watch it? I, I, I still haven't finished it. Well, yeah, uh basically the, the avatars and the fours, they had to migrate and go hold up. Tell the try to tell the story without spoiling it, bro, because I still want to watch it. Okay, okay. So basically, um they had to migrate and basically connect with the uh other the other uh, people that's outside of the fours. Oh yeah, I saw that part. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, when they went there, you could Are see they a different like, color? Huh? Are they a different color? Or are they still? Wow! They, they was just they was just a little lighter than them. Different hue. Like, but they they had they had longer tails. They was a little lighter. Um, it was like the two blues that you're wearing right now, Larry. The, yeah, the like the forest people was the color of your do rag, but the people near the uh, waters were more so the color of your shirt. Right. But the the people near the waters they had more so like bigger forearms, longer tails, uh, lighter skin, things like that. But if you actually like look, you know, you can you can look at an African and tell like you're not from America. Right. But you can because I didn't have my African friends. They'd be like, they'll like tell me like we can tell you're from America, like just by how your biological structure look. Right. So what I started realizing is like maybe once the uh because I actually do feel like the Pangea is real. And it happened. That's so what I'm gonna feel like. Um, once we like separated on these land masses, we started basically. We we had to adapt to how our environment was, or how uh, basically how uh, yeah, basically how our environments was really. I would say because you know, over here in America, you had more so like people with they they say we were more so like. They say like people around the Caribbean areas were more dark mm -hmm. and the people more so around the Americas, but also in Africa, they say it was just, they were just like all of them were more so just dark people. And then you had the albinos as well, who, uh, you know, they, they basically erased them from their, from their culture and tribes and pushed them away really, you know? So uh I was watching an Avatar movie and it kind of like just gave me an insight on that. But so I do want to watch it again just to get more clarity from what, what I'm trying to uh, get at. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll just drop a just a little piece of the movie. It's not major at all. So basically the the army, like the the I guess the American army, or whatever. Yeah. They they impede on the avatar's land once again, so maybe that's a symbolization of just a catastrophe that we went through in the past that came that that we experienced. And like Larry, like you said, it caused us to branch out into other land masses and connect with other people. Maybe that's like how you said it impacted Pangea or whatever and caused them to go reach out to other people on different land masses. Maybe that's what the the army coming and <clears throat> impeding on their land maybe that was a symbolization of maybe the last ice age or 
you know what I'm saying? Something like that to that factor. Maybe. I also, I also caught an a, a insight that the people, because you know in the movie, um, the colonizers had found a way to uh, transmute their bodies into an avatar. So what I had got from the movie is uh, more, more so like them people that were the colonizers who looked like the originals, they were basically the Moorish people who brought the Caucasian race from Africa over to America. Right. And they were basically just guiding them like where to go throughout the waters, where to go throughout the lands, where the people are and everything in that nature because the colonizers that were the avatars, they knew where to go. They knew where the people was at. Like they didn't need anybody to tell them, but the, the people who was just regular, you know, Neanderthals and everything on the ships, they was just there, like, okay, just show us where to go so we can get what we want. You know, yeah, but, interesting. Oh no. Yeah, but also if you watch the movie, once y'all pay attention more, you will see like once they transmuted their their, their consciousness into these avatars, they started having a heart touching spirit just like them. Like the guy from the first movie, the uh, general, when he transmuted his body into an avatar, you will see he had more of a heart for certain situations. You know what I'm saying? Like it was one scene where in the first movie, he would have killed the avatars, but it was one scene he wanted to kill them. But for some reason, his heart was just different. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then it was a, it was just plenty more scenes like that. Like you would be like, this ain't, this ain't the first general. This ain't the general from the first avatar. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, uh, maybe that was symbolizing. Maybe that was that was symbolizing them. They're um, they're wanting to to like to mix, mix. You feel me? Mix back into the into different races and stuff like that. Maybe to gain like that 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 spirituality, that essence back. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, I have a question. Yeah, this to the stream. So, these type of conversations that we're having at the moment, you never hear on the news. You would right. never hear on BET. You would never hear on the Breakfast Club. None of nothing. You, you wouldn't hear on Drink Champs. You're not gonna hear it on Vlad TV. And I'm curious, why is that? We have uh, figures that they prop up to us that they tell us that we should follow. But we can see in the last, what, 50 years, we're experiencing the same thing. I wouldn't say too much progress has been made. Mm -hmm. So why why aren't there more conscious conversations being had in the community? Because if you want to control, if you want to control a society or can, can control, control a large group of people, you have to control how they think. And what we see in the media what we see on the internet what we see on tv these are these are all things that that drastically shape our opinions and our beliefs and our and our you know our experience of the world now if social media like so you have to think in order to in order to do something you need permission right if you want to go get if you want to go get a car you have to go get licensed to drive it if you want to go get if you want to go finance it, you got to get approved if you need if you want to go if you want something you usually have to go through a higher level of authority and so if you go up the chain of command 
the highest level of authority does not want this type of information being poured into the masses because it's going to drastically shift the level of consciousness and we're not going to be fighting over money anymore. We're not going to be fighting over race anymore. We're going to be looking to overthrow the systems of power because they're not aligned with the natural frequency or the consciousness of the earth. And so it's, it's, it's all algorithmic. It's what do I want the masses to see? And, but, but conversations like this, people like us who get together, when you look at people like, um, when you look at people like Yaki, when you look at uh, 19 Keys on high level conversations, when you look at Billy Carson, there are information can't be hidden and suppressed forever. So it's people that are, that are breaking through and we're going to continue to break through and push and push until they have no other option but to fold. Yeah. And I also want people to know, like, first thing first, realize this. If any black person that look like us get a lot of publicity into cameras, uh, media outlets, they're an Asian. Like I don't know how much I gotta stress that to y'all. Like I don't. It don't matter how much you like their music. Like I'm a Meek Mill fan, but I if you can ask anybody that follow me, I keep it real about who Meek Mill is. I don't care what what he. I don't care if he a good. If he one of my favorite rappers, I don't care about none of that. I'm gonna tell you he's an Asian. So I want y'all to realize, like y'all have to get y'all have to break that emotional bondage with celebrities, and just appreciate the art they give you. Like like uh, let's just make an example, like Sexy Red and Sookie. Like women, I know y'all love their music, but they are Asians. They like. Y'all have to be honest with yourself. Just that that low level of consciousness is not going to get that much publicity for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you, I mean, you you just got to be honest with yourself. Like right here, Al Sharpton, Kamala Harris, Jay and Beyonce, and Colin Kaepernick. Like, you see, I, I wanted to. They're all <laughs> Asians. Like, it is like I appreciate Jay Z music. He's an Asian. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's what it's for, bro. It's to all this shit in the media is to captivate our consciousness because it what happens when a mind is left alone, when you're not distracted, I you start, when you start when you when you're not distracted, mind folds in on itself and it starts expanding and growing. So that's why there's always constantly some dumb shit being made, hella famous, hella quick, get everybody's attention to distract you for something. It's constant distractions being fed into your mind. Like y'all seen all the AI shit on TikTok and had and how that went viral. Oh yeah. Bro, it's so weird. Like I like thank you, thank you. So you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? They're trying to it, it it's low. When you look at a lot of this shit that's being talked about, like me personally, I used to be super entertained by YouTube, TikTok, like all these interviews with shit like drink, drink, drink champs in the breakfast club. And that's not to, that's not for me to negatively name drop anyone like that. Like, I hope I end up on those platforms. But when you listen to, when you listen to the substance, when you listen to what people are talking about, it's like, God damn. Four million people are sitting sitting here watching y'all talk about not shit, nothing fucking important. When you look at 99% of these podcasts, it's literally people chilling, just bullshit talking about whatever comes to their mind or whatever. That's whatever. it. That's, That's it. it. It's never, it's either that or they're arguing about who's at, topics. 
relationship talking. Who's more at fault, men or women? And so it's like, if we start talking about progression, conscious progression, exercise, you know what? I'm not even going to say that it's not accessible. How many times have you guys tried to talk to somebody about meditation, spirituality, exercise, healthy eating? They looked at you like, man, what the fuck, what the fuck you got going on? I want to hear about that shit. Instantly. But instantly. So why why is this? This shit invigorates me. It, it, it lights my soul on fire to learn how to progress and expand myself. But when I bring it to you, you shut it down. That shows you the that shows you the level of consciousness that people are at. It, it's comfortable and familiar to to live like that. I seen a video yesterday of this guy on TikTok and he was just so anxious and turned up because and this ain't to judge him, but he's a grown man. He's in his life. He's just now finally being able to learn to read. So because now he's able to learn to read and he's able to get all this new information. He was crying. He was what the fuck? Like, I, I don't know what to do. That's what happens when you learn information. Your perspective starts to change. Nobody wants to change your perspective. And we also said the last podcast only 70 is 78 percent of people that don't use their conscious mind in this world it's higher than that it's actually 95. it's 95. only five percent of people have this level of self-awareness to have these types of conversations chosen sheesh chosen bro what <laughs> you, just, you just you just blew my mind. I had a um I had a question, but it's slipping my mind right now. It'll circle back. Mm. Well, what I'll just say this. Well, I was listening to um Dolo the Pilot Man, Flight Boss. You feel me? Who mm. I think is one of the like he on another level. Like he then on the level by himself. But he was explaining how. They give us like the the established the establishment. They give us thought forms to to impact certain chakras to have our mind to have our mind or our soul resonate in certain energy centers or certain uh, levels of consciousness that they want us to be vibrating on. You feel me? So they'll give us sexy red who wears nothing but red. You feel me? Nango lie, bro. That song she got with um. She had a song with with the baby a re, uh, a song with the baby. They remixed one of his songs. I heard bro, it. it, bro, fam, it is what, bro, like it, it, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even, I really couldn't even fathom, like I'm listening to it, like fam, do they not see that they're, that she's a puppet, like she's a, bro, they have her around all the, the, the famous entertainers now, have her, have her making music with every uh, hot, uh, uh, hot and trending artist at the moment. Mm -hmm. and, I, and bro, and she all the entire songs. She just said she, she just she's just expressing how much she knows how to f. You feel me, Bangolado? Then it took my mind to to the, back in the day when Wayne, when he was talking about, I wish I could every girl in the world. You know what I'm saying? Well, he was essentially expressing the same sentiment. Same but it's like now that I'm more aware, I'm older. It's hitting me so like here and it's and hearing a woman say it. It's it it bro, it took it took and my it's, mind. right. It it, it yeah. took my mind for I was in fifth grade singing that song. I wish I could every I'm in fifth grade, like exactly. Bro, so, lit off of. so I just read this book, right? And it's called Thought Forms, and it explains that thought forms, and it's just like how you 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 know GMI. 
Johnnyk and L Money, bro, just like how we we feel like we're living beings, our thoughts are living beings. So essentially, we're just we're just consciousness. We're empty bowls of awareness. And when a thought comes into that empty bowl of awareness, it's a live living being. So when people are putting this shit into music, I wish I could fuck every girl in the bro. When you feel you're feeling that you're feeling those emotions, you're getting excited, you're turning up, you're nodding your head. You're literally programming your song for that vibration that I wish I could fuck every girl in the that shit is humming around literally inside of your physiology, inside of your physiology. And so mm -hmm. j just like how you said, that thought form, it becomes a living entity that's keeping your that's keeping your consciousness trapped inside of your sacral chakra because you want to oh fuck every gosh. girl in the world, you're stuck inside of the pleasure. This shit is it, it's all full circle. Bro, it's all connected. You have absorbed that concept, and now it's just it's just regurgitated. It's just replaying in your mind subconsciously. You don't even. And the thing is, you we already know the certain the music it's attuned to a certain frequency and it's aligned with spells. Mm -hmm. So you absorb it, do all type of tricks in your mind that you're not even aware of. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I and I also <laughs> want people to know, like, we got to use high discernment with the celebrities, like sexy red. She's just a woman who don't know. You know what I'm saying? She's a woman who don't know she's being used in the world. You know what I'm saying? But you also got the celebrities like Beyonce. She knows her. She knows her level. She knows she's on a higher echelon, and she's also an occultist. So she she's not a she she's getting used, but she's also working with them. You know what I'm saying? But you got women like sexy red. They like they, she, she's a woman who don't know. You know. Let me let me let me push back. Let me push back just a little bit. So, I I've heard I've heard, like when I was younger and shit. I seen all I seen all the YouTube videos. Beyonce's in the Illuminati. We played the song backwards. It's, I seen all like the conspiracy things. But I heard a song like I was in the gym a couple years ago and I heard you won't break my soul. I'm on a new vibration. Like Beyonce, she, I feel like she did. Right, I feel like she has that that higher awareness or some type of spirituality. I feel like I can sense it and I can smell it when mm -hmm. somebody puts it in music, or you can't fuck with my energy, or I'm meditating, burning say Somebody drop one line out the song, so I feel like a lot of a lot of our perspective. There's a lot. I'm not saying she's not an occultist, but what I can say though is that she has put some she she has put some some good vibrations out. Oh yeah, I one one thing I can't say about occultists. Hold like, on, Google. I, Google the um you won't break my soul lyrics. I want to see what she said in her verse. I got you. Well, one thing I can say about a coaches, like I tell people with Travis Scott, I tell them like I can't really say he's a demon for what he do, and I can't really say he's an angel for what he do. Right. But look, one thing I can say, he got some legit heavier coaches that work for him. Mm -hmm. You know, real deal. Oh yeah, and I can I can agree with that. With what you said about Beyonce for sure, like. One thing yes, you would have said little Uzi verb, bro. I would have been like, yeah, man, yeah. Like, ah, yeah. I wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> that's the disrespect to him, but I get it. You see him, fam? Yo, yeah. So go down to when she's talking about vibrations. I see it. I'm looking for motivation. I'm looking for a new foundation. I'm on that new vibration. You won't break my soul. Release your anger, release your mood, release your job, release the time, release the stress. Bro, these are bro, these are affirmations and yeah. that so maybe that's like, you know what? I was in that shit. I was being used, but fuck y'all. Like I'm I'm on my shit. Cause you, 
You feel me? Beyonce was all in the camera. She was all in the mix, and then she went away for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, I say she's a she's one of them. She knows her power. You know what I'm saying? Right. Queen. But you got a woman like Sexy Red. She don't know her power, so she's getting used mm -hmm. and manipulated by the people in the in the industry. You know. And I remember, bro. I remember being 12 and 13. I remember how much the girls in my school would always play the most Nicki Minaj would play just play the most popping female female artists bro I'm 22 so this, so this is 10 years ago so I know damn well today it's 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 some schools and some inner cities are slapping the hell out of sexy red and th those young ladies are not are not are not growing into the queens that they're supposed to be and this is no disrespect to sexy red I might even go I might even go and say nothing about her intelligence and say she don't know. Maybe she just don't give a fuck and she just expressing who she is. All <laughs> I'm doing is I'm just express. You feel what I'm saying? I'm just talking about my ideals and what I believe is is what needs to be put out there for the growth of human beings. And I'm, I'm not trying to control nobody, right? Disclaimer, just to keep shit from being hostile in the comments. Yeah. So, do you do you would you perceive her to be um, vibrating high? Low. What, what, what's your perception? What do you What do you perceive the the her her art her craft when you when you digest the music? What does your soul say? So, what what she say? I turn a real nigga. Up. I don't know how to dance, but I know how to fuck. My my booty, my pussy pink, my booty hole brown. Was Was that her that said that? Or was that? Yeah. I was so. Her. When I listen to when I listen to her music, I get the feeling that she like really objectifies herself, or she's or she just herself is really in her cycle and really in her root chakra. Now, when women just just from my experience, right, when women are are really sexual like that, they usually have something happen in their childhood, or or they didn't have their father around, or their father was abusive, or or just when they're hypersexual like that. They have some sort of trauma. I don't think that like, and and for men too. I think that just being hypersexual in general and always talking about and having that be your main source of appeal, it's always going to be reflective of of, of not necessarily a, a low vibration, but of a, a a human being with trauma and a human being with with um with with, with some sort of psychological damage. Yet it's of a lower frequency for sure. That type of music is going to keep you in your in your lower chakras or your, or your root chakras. It's not going to feed your spirit. But at the same time, like, I don't know what she does in her life. I mean, yeah, she makes that music, put it out there. It's on the Internet. But I don't know if she's in the kitchen, eating, eating some alkaline fruits and vegetables, drinking spring water. I don't know if she practices meditation. And a lot of the time, bro, it's been a few interviews where I listen to people and they're like, like, yeah, that, that whole shit I do on the Internet is just a character. bro. I'm just but in real life. It, it, it's completely different. So I try to just give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But, yeah, it's definitely not of a vibration I want to be on. I know you. That's fact because I got an ex who uh, she just loved. It was back when I was like eighteen. I'm twenty five. No, I was probably like sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. I'm twenty five now, and she always wanted to have sex. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I don't even like doing this a lot in one day. You know what I'm saying? But just recently, like, <laughs> like earlier this year though, she came to me and told me like, I got raped by my uncle. And right. I was like. Oh, that makes sense now. Like, what the fuck? Like, see, and that's what I—not to cut you off, bro. I'm sorry, but I looked. Wait, into I was that. done with what I was saying for sure. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I looked into that earlier this year, and I was like, because, like, it, it says that 
psychologically when you had when you had that taken from you you being hypersexual is a subconscious way of you trying to essentially take that power back or take that responsibility for your uh, been part of yourself back so yeah yeah that's so, true so we've mentioned them a few times throughout the interview the word chakras 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 so say someone came and said that oh they did a little research they found out that chakras are demonic they're evil we shouldn't be studying that they're fake you can't prove it how would you explain that to them i would tell them that just because so it it depends on my mood like if you come at me crazy telling me this shit ain't real then it's like well then it's not my fault you lack intelligence right but if, if you if you come to me really trying to understand something well okay well so on the metaphysical side, a chakra is a, it's a wheel. It's an energy center responsible for, you know, certain aspects of the human personality and health. Now, physically, you like, you can look this up. We have something called the endocrine system. The endocrine system is what's responsible for, you know, the, the distribution of hormones in our bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And what, distri what, dis what distributes these hormones is specific glands within the body. And you have seven of these glands within the endocrine system. Mm -hmm. So every chakra literally has a physical organ that you can look at in the body. And mm -hmm. not only does it have a physical organ, you can look up what what hormone it secretes and what, and what it regulates, what... So it regulates your metabolism, it regulates your blood pressure, it regulates your mood, it regulates your, your testosterone, your reproductive hormones. So when you want to talk about chakras, you have to come, or when you talk about anything in spirituality, it's usually like that. There's usually a metaphysical side and there's usually a scientific side. And so just, just don't lack the knowledge, do deeper research. Do you feel, I know a lot of people get confused with this, but, um, do you do you know do you also see like science and once science and spirituality got separated do you feel like that's when it caused a confusion with uh humanity itself oh yeah absolutely because when you look at it from a broader perspective science and science and spirituality have never not been the same thing like i said before our science and our version of technology all of this shit is new america's been a country what 400 400 years like our version, our language, our understanding of reality and, and, and its tools, it's new. But thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, people had these understandings and deeper understandings of all these different energy meridians of the body. They had these different understandings. How the fuck, you tell me if we're the most scientifically advanced, how the fuck the ancient Egyptians built pyramids that are literally aligned with stars fucking light years away uh, and just to put that in perspective the speed of light you can move around the earth seven times in one second so the hundreds thousands of light years away people are building pyramids that are literally astrologically aligned with the stars and we cannot replicate that shit today we, we couldn't if we wanted to we couldn't if we wanted to <laughs> if we wanted to damn sure couldn't align it with the stars you so, all see my screen right yeah so re refresh me on the question again well, I was just saying, do you feel like uh, once science, science and spirituality? Oh, yeah, got right. Yeah, exactly. So, bro, mathematics, science, geometry, in order to build them pyramids and align them with the with the with the bodies with that with the astral bodies, it had to be done with 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 it, with an incredible understanding of science and math mathematics. Everything, all the 
spirituality is about maintaining health and well-being. When you look into meditation, they have this science telling you that meditation, when, when, you, when you box breathe in for five seconds, hold it for five seconds, out for five seconds, and hold it, that you align your physiological systems. It's called physiological coherence. It, they, they, can, they, can, they can put monks underneath brain scanners and have them go into a deep state of meditation, and they can show you that the, the default mode network, the part of your brain where the self exists, where all of your self-referential thoughts exist, it shuts down, and, and they have a state of consciousness where there is no self. Self is an illusion, and self is simultaneously what generates the reality. All of this can be all of this can be broken down scientifically, and that's essentially when you look at my content, bro. That's essentially all I'm trying to do. All of this shit started with a mushroom trip. I had a mushroom trip. My ego died. I became the entire universe. I came back into this, and I was like, okay, I gotta tell everybody. I started telling people right, and I got I started being told I was fucking crazy, and I wondered, am I crazy for believing this shit? Okay, every time I had a question, I would go down a rabbit hole of research and saw that everything that I intuitively, intuitively would feel and know could be validated with thorough scientific research. And so mm. essentially, I'm just strengthening my arsenal. I'm strengthening, I'm strengthening my toolbox. Any, any question, I want to be able to answer it. Any sort of concept being broken up, I want to be able to challenge it. And I want to be able to prove what I'm saying. So question, before your... your your awakening process what was larry like on a day-to-day basis what did you watch what did you study what did you eat what was the person like prior to your your beginning of ascension can you go on youtube and and, and type something in i most definitely can type in l money air it out i got you you don't gotta play it but i just want you to see the video Share my screen. And you said you in Washington, like on the West Coast? Yes, sir. Damn. <laughs> Let me see. L money. Air it out. Tell me if you see it, fam. Huh? It should be at the top. Put uh, right there. That's right. it. Now go Which up. One? Go up. So that's the song, but I'm trying to show you the thumbnail for a music video. Okay. Really put it in a perspective. Try putting in two Y's. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that right there. That's the video. Go ahead and click on it. Skip to like a minute and a half in or something. You can just pause it. All right, we just... see we seeing Young Larry. Is y'all out there in Washington, fam? Yeah. Okay, I see you right there. All right. Let's see what you was hollering about. Toramon is over. They don't want to see me shine. All I'm trying to do is win. You can skip for like another 30 seconds. Hey, 
internet, we don't believe you shooting. Check my resume out in public, niggas esteem me. Do it, paper cruising. Trying to get the fuck up out this mellow. Drop my addy, clap it till you stop beefing. Don't crit that factual pussy. Nice. Nigga, hella scared and I can smell it. Smith and Wessie, Batman, Nina. I'm tripping, no psychedelic. I'm impressive. Try like, hey, I'm the type to smoke a detective. These bullets hit this back and Exit his chest like Crestville, boss nigga. I'ma start a business and give my niggas jobs. Nice. Don't gotta show all that flexing. Oh, gonna get this nigga fired. Cause wanna be the fuck with his head, but he from that weirdo block. Suppressor on the AR gets next to me. I ain't got a shot. Call nigga, bitch. I'm from the. You feel me, sir? Right, that's that's the that's the environment I was in. That's who I was around. That's the type of lifestyle that I was living back then. Yo, yo, so, money. Right, and so essentially, I took some shrooms, bro. And I fucking like, I woke up one day and I was like, man, everything that I'm doing every day is not it. Everything that I'm eating every day is not it. How I'm treating people, how I'm talking to people. It's something inside of me. And this version of me, how everyone sees me, how I'm living my life, bro. How I'm like, this ego I'm projecting out is not me at all. Mm -hmm. And that shroom trip completely, like the next day I woke up and I was just spreading so much love and positivity. And everybody was like, whoa what the fuck like what's going on with you bro like why are you talking like this so i wasn't accepted at first right especially like amongst my immediate friends it was just like nah this shit is weird this ain't how you've been coming the past five six years but i stayed down and i kept it real and essentially that's why my stuff was able to kind of blow up a little bit like it has because because of what i came from and and how I was living, people are like, how are you able to make such a big change within yourself, within your mind, and within your life? I want to do it too. And essentially, that's just what my goal is, to be able to show people how to, you know, live, be a genuine person and live the best type of life. Because that type of shit, living with paranoia, aggression, bumping heads with people all the time, just not having clarity on myself. I was, I was living that type of life because I didn't have peace within. It was literally just a manifestation of, of, the, of the lack of peace I had within myself. So you would say that it's essential to first find peace within yourself before you can be able to receive it in in other areas and other classes? I would say I would say you have to I would have to say you just have to turn your attention inwards and face your demons first because that's how you find the peace. peace. So peace isn't something that you acquire. Peace is the product or peace is something that's emergent of you doing the work and not being bothered. And so if we have 70,000 thoughts every day, if the human DNA can hold up to 215 million gigabytes worth of information, we all have a lot of, we have lifetimes worth of trauma, lifetimes worth of thoughts and, and energies within us that we need to align and straighten out and release in order to be at peace and get off that wheel of reincarnation. Mm. Interesting. So you uh you mentioned reincarnation. So right. you definitely do believe that this isn't our first go round. Nah, not at all. So do you, a lot of people say that Earth is basically a school where the soul comes to develop and learn and begin begin to get stronger, uh wiser. Do right. You, do you agree with that thought? So essentially, I'm gonna put it into perspective like this, right? There is no such thing as physical as a physical reality, and there's no separation in the universe. right. So the entire universe, right? Every everything in the universe is made of matter. Now, what is matter made of? Matter is made of molecules. You go down to atoms. Atoms are comprised of 99.9% empty space. There is no such thing as a physical reality, right? So reality is being projected outwards by our minds every second now when you close your eyes what happens it goes away 
that's reality right there a non-dualistic version of consciousness where nothing exists but you where you expand out into being the entire universe the reason you keep reincarnating is because your soul or your individuation of consciousness just the vibe the vibrational energies when you sit down and be quiet if your mind starts speaking about having desires and you start having uncomfortable thoughts and egotistical thoughts that's the reason that you keep on regenerating a reality to experience because your reality generator your consciousness still has these beliefs programmed into it so it, it, is it actually a school no but can it be can it be can, can it be looked at like a school yes mm -hmm. that's that's the perfect framework to think of it in so you keep on coming back here to learn over and over again and do the work because all of this is your mind you don't you're not born it's, it's not gta right or, or or the avatar you we didn't spawn into this motherfucker we're not in here and then we're gonna go somewhere else when we die literally all of right now is our own consciousness and if you're experiencing you know the illusion of separation you know uh you know the, the dualistic perspective subject object me looking at you if you're experiencing that still it's because you're still in that mode of consciousness and if you look at and so I read this book, right, called Why Buddhism is True. When you look at some of the most the most advanced or most renowned monks, when you put them on a brain scanner and you and you scan their brains, they literally do not have self-referential thoughts. There are monks who literally don't have don't self. that they don't think of a self. Literally, Only the collective. Literally, they're walking cameras. They're literally just walking, walking focal points of awareness. There's no self in there. So that's essentially what we come here to do. To, to transcend the illusion itself. Okay, but would you say that it's easier for them because they are in the ruckus of everyday life or American inner city. They're not dealing with that. They're in the mountains away from everything. Right. Do you think that's making it easier for them? Would they be able to maintain that same level of consciousness living in Washington, living in Florida, living in South Carolina? Or is that only possible living in the mountains away from everything what i can say is this a lot of monks a lot of monks don't live in seclusion so yes they go on their month half a year meditation retreats but they also come back into society so there's two different ways of being a monk you can achieve you know buddha enlightenment and keep it all to yourself or you can come back and give your wisdom to the people there's monks i've seen in youtube videos there's monks i've seen do ted talks so if you come back to society, yeah, there's going to be a lot more distractions. But is it fundamentally impossible? No, I don't think so. And me personally, if I was in the mountains, I know for a fact I wouldn't be as evolved as I am right now because it's me being it's me being in society and having, you know, being able to get on my iPhone and watch these TikToks, watch these videos, download these books, being able to talk to these other people and acquire these different plant medicines. It's society that's allowed me to grow spiritually. So. If there was a one-size-fits-all or one path is going to suit all formula for spirituality, I would say, yeah, nah, you'd have to be in the mountains. But no, nah, I don't think so. Interesting. Interesting. So say you say you started off from uh, from zero-point consciousness. Mm -hmm. What do you think would be the, the, the most beneficial religion, uh, spirituality system to, to start off with to 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 produce a high level in awareness like would, so would it be would it be muslim would it be buddhism would it be seven day adventist would it be regular christianity would it be atheism what would you start what would you feed your children today 
So it's actually funny because I made a video about this a couple months ago. Me personally, what what was able to advance me the most on my spiritual journey was Buddhism, because I actually did grow up a Christian. I got baptized. I was a Christian for 16 years. Now, it was through 16 and 19 that I really started questioning the world and started, you know, acquiring all this accessible information that made me go, OK, Christianity is not it for me. I don't I don't believe in this necessarily. But Buddhism, it doesn't really deal with gods, deities. It doesn't deal with all of these things that you have to put faith in. Buddhism essentially just breaks down human psychology. It breaks down desire, awareness. It breaks down the concept of self. It breaks down, okay, if you close your eyes and look around in your mind, what parts of it are permanent? If separation doesn't exist in the universe, then, or if separation doesn't exist, no thing has an independent existence. Nothing te technically exists. It's all one, it's all one collective consciousness. So it was Buddhism that it really allowed me to understand what I deal with every day, my own mind. I'm not dealing with heaven, hell. I'm not dealing with gods. I'm not dealing with the, I'm dealing with my own mind. And that's all Buddhism talks about. Mm. That's a great, that's a great answer. So did you, do you feel like you would, um, so it's cause basically it's, are the, the, are the hermetic laws or the laws of the universe implemented into Buddhism teachings? Absolutely. They absolutely are. Now, they might not be called the hermetic laws or they might not be called the hermetic principles. But like I said, every single religion was derived from the hermetic principles, from the Anunian theory. Every single religion comes from it. So you'll find it everywhere. They talk about vibration. They talk about frequency. And if you look and so me personally, right. I looked into um, the Anunian theurgy, ancient Egyptian spirituality, after being extremely familiar with Buddhism. There's a lot of principles in there that that are like verbatim, just just taken from it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's also the same way with the Bible. A lot of the proverbs and such are taken from comedic teachings. Right. The, people say the entire uh, commandments derive from the 42 laws of Ma'at. You they did. That? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the story of Jesus was stolen from the story of Horus. Yeah. Yeah. And so forth. Yeah, right. So on and, and so, so forth. forth. So question. We um I have the hermetic laws right here. Question, where does the, the word hermetic and hermeticism derive from? And which of these laws do you think are the most beneficial to you and that we experience or interact with on a day-to-day -day basis? So Hermeticism essentially right. So Hermes Trismegistus or Hermes Thrice the Great, he was essentially in, so he was a deity within the ancient Egyptian spiritual community, right? And so essentially he was the one that would take the psychedelics and, and go into these meditations and go into these higher dimensions and come back and give the people, give the people wisdom, give the people healing, give, giving the people science, religion, mathematics, philosophy, uh, giving them, just giving them the tools to prosper and flourish. And so, uh, so, the hermetic principles come from Hermes, the, the, the Hermes Thrice the Great, the God that understand understood the entire universe. Now, when it comes to answering which hermetic principles are the most important or that we deal with every day, I would say the most important is the principle of vibration. And the one that we experience all the time is the principle of mentalism. If you close your eyes, thoughts will pop up 
ideas about yourself, ideas about life, your memories, your memories about your experiences, your anticipations and imagination based on those experiences. You'll see that when your eyes are closed, your entire conceptualization of life, and you can see it and still hear it. So the universe, the principle of mentalism, the universe is literally a mental construct. It's just that when you think your eyes are open, you think you're in the world. No, you're literally still in your own mind because what happens? Everything that you it's all zeros and ones. It's all patterns. It's all coding. That your light, I mean, that your eyes send a certain parts of your brain to turn into holographic illusions. You're inside of your own mind. That's the principle of, principle of mentalism. Now, the principle of vibration I would say that even if you didn't master any of the principles, if you mastered the principle of vibration and you were able to align yourself with the highest of frequencies, positive thoughts, healthy foods, good energy, good situations, you're always going to experience abundance and prosperity in life because that's the frequency that you're on. It's not necessarily about being able to turn all of these spiritual principles into knowledge and have them up here to be able to articulate to someone else. It's literally just about feeling and being. And if you can feel and be good, you did it. Thanks. Well, I've only I've only mastered the principle of um rhythm, polarity, uh, and gen. I actually just I actually just started mastering gender this year. The principle mm. of gender. Right. I'm That's still working right. on the others right now. Right. What would you say mastery of the principle of gender would would entail? Um. The principle of gender, well, I, I'm gonna go from I'm gonna talk about from experience. Uh what helped me with that was just uh the last relationship I was in. Uh it helped me realize like uh how to understand a woman more and also how to understand myself more and also men. So uh it it, it also helped me to understand how and also seeing a gender war going on as well. You know that helped me as well to understand the principle of gender more as well so uh i'll say like just the fact how us men how we react how we treat women on uh, how women react and how they treat us um and not the bad terms speaking of the good terms you know how um just just seeing like even certain movies like avatar you know what i'm saying like the principle of gender in that movie is so it's so immaculate like it it, de it defines it so so perfect you know what i'm saying Absolutely. So, uh, yeah so uh it j just experience bro it helped me master the principle of gender um but polarity uh in question yeah. aren't those basically like i'm reading them now aren't those basically like the same thing principle of gender principle of polarity that's basically like the well, I guess not, but it's the polarity is the masculine, the like the feminine aspects of uh yeah. an object. So yeah, I see what you're saying. So mask so the, the principle of gender is emergent you know, or, or it arises from the principle of polarity. Yeah, like polarity, you got wrong, right, uh you got angry, happy, um so like basically like the principle of polarity is like the essence and then the gender is like a a a, a production or a i guess like a production of the essence basically right because it if everything operates so right so so everything is one right the law of oneness everything is one so there's only one so it's only one 
so different so the law of polarity explains that different that different aspects of this or or different aspects or different extremes of the same thing or i butchered that but different aspects of one spectrum are truly the same thing so that's why there's no light or dark there's no hot or cold like for example so when it comes to heat what we call hot and cold is literally just the average vibration of molecules in the environment there is and that's just an opinion there is no such thing as actual real hot or cold or real <laughs> light or dark or real good or bad and or real masculine and feminine it's all one thing but on our level when, when we perceive ego when we when we perceive life through dualism it splits off into masculine and feminine and in my personal life bro just mastering masculine and, and feminine principles it's really allowed me to understand when i need to take action and when i need to allow or, or when i need to relax and, and, and receive something it's when i need to be logical and put my emotions to the side or you know what put my logic to the side and just follow what my heart says and so a lot of men think being feminine has something to do with being flamboyant no to be feminine is, is to be free-flowing is, is to be creative and is to not move in a linear fashion and so essentially um, yeah i'm gonna leave it at that i know with polarity when you said you know there's no such thing as hot cold that that's how i really understood it was this one this one time how i really understood polarity like i'm in a shower you know with with the uh, last relationship i had and me and her are actually good friends now but um i'm in a shower we in a shower with each other and i'm like damn this shit is too hot mm -hmm. it ain't hot what you talking about i'm like mm -hmm. you don't feel that shit mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh and then after i i was just i was reading more so on polarity and i'm sitting there after i got out the shower and i'm like damn so that's what it is like it's nothing but the aspect of your mind really you know what i'm saying so right i'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you said it. it's interesting because how you how you made reference to the polarity so they say that okay we have our physical body is the the slowest vibrating uh aspect of our light body okay they say that we have multiple bodies maybe five to seven but the other ones are vibrating so fast they're operating on higher dimensions so I have books that actually say that this body that we have right here is physical, but it interchanges on each realm that you that you go higher and higher. So this aspect of us is physical, but the the next dimension above or our next light body is is likely feminine. You feel me? So that's why men, we are physically we can physically take more pain, but emotionally and spiritually intuitively women they take the most more pain because their their next light body is masculine so that's yeah. why they were created to take as much pain with periods childbirth we, we can't even fucking imagine you feel me right and that's why the mythology with jesus it was like you can nail my hands you can cut me up i'm not the body mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah beautiful yeah yes so i have one quick question before before we wrap everything up you said everything is one and that took my mind here everything is one the word well the main character of the matrix is clearly neo which is also an anagram for one that's what they were continuously telling him neo you're the one right so neo broke the matrix can you explain to me what exactly is this picture right here, Larry? This this all green, the algorithm. What? How would you explain this? So, I would say that 
the green, the, 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 the green that you see on the screen is it, it's it's what we would call the quantum field, right? It's it's the energetic, non-physical structure of reality. It's it's what's behind the physical reality that we see. And so just like in quantum physics, how everything exists in a state of infinite infinite potential across the universe until until an observer observes that uh, observes the quantum system and collapses it into a and collapses it collapses it into a definite observational uh, uh, excuse me a definite observable event mm. so essentially right life life is a crystallized version of your consciousness like, like, like i said before so when you look at something Essentially, you're taking the energy of the quantum soup, all of these particles, all these frequencies of vibrations, and based on your thought, which is the force that creates reality, it shapes it shapes this soup into into what what's called your subjective experience. And so that's what I would say. The green is the green is the it's it's the behind. It's the foundation. Wow, that was that was yeah, a great answer. <laughs> that was a great answer for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so you said. That was that was the quantum field. So I have a question for you. This I made this my last question, but I, I, it just came up, so I, I gotta ask: Where exactly do our thoughts exist? Because if I was to get surgery today on my brain or something, and the the surgeon made the incision on my on my skin and my scalp and began to peel the layers back, and all he saw was a pink glob of matter. There wouldn't be any thoughts, any feelings, any memories, anything. Mm-hmm. Where are the thoughts, our emotions, where are they existing at? So just like how you said, we have multiple bodies. We have a we have a physical body, we have a mental body, and then we have a causal body, right? So the causal mm-hmm. body essentially is, it's an undifferentiated, formless bubble of consciousness. And then the astral body is what you is how you color that color that body. So the formless individuation of consciousness. If I if I take anger and I'm angry all the time and I color it red and I color it red and I put all these bad thoughts into it, that that astral body is going to take the shape of all the vibrations that I put onto it. And so essentially, that's where our thoughts exist. Our thoughts exist on the astral plane. It exists on the mental plane. And when we and so on the physical plane, right, if you're wondering where our thoughts exist. So if you were to cut someone's skull open or and you were to look at it neurologically, right, imagine a, a sheet of memory foam. Every time you touched it, it would leave a print on it. That's what thoughts do to our physical brain. Every time we think a thought, it leaves a physical imprint on our brain. And the more that we think this thought, the more that this that this groove or this pattern of neurological connections is starting to be, is starting to be imprinted on the brain. So essentially, it's, our, our thoughts exist inside of mind when you close your eyes and you you get that you get the sense of your body out of the way it exists in that level of reality so think of it like think of it like an onion right think of it like an onion our thoughts exist on a different on a different layer but it's this different layer isn't separate right it's not outside it's a part of the onion insane so bro you you just started studying metaphysics and psychology and stuff two years ago in that music video that we played you didn't start tapping in yet or where was your mindset at in that video I was in, so that in that video that's where i was i was tapped in for well we dropped that video in august so july june yeah i, I had only been tapped in for two to three months so that's why it wasn't 
it wasn't I wasn't tapped in long enough for it to completely take over my life. It was during that point to where it was like, damn, do I even want to like go make the video? Fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna get into it. It was like a lot of cognitive dissonance, a lot of back and forth within me. And so I had like a, I had a, I had an under, a, a deep understanding of the spiritual realm. Like at that point, I had done psychedelics a, a, a nice amount of times, more than five. I, <laughs> I had experiences, but I didn't actually have any sort of foundational knowledge to stand on. Mm-hmm. So, in those two years, it's all been self knowledge. Everything has been self taught for you. Self taught. So, what what type of books? What type of teachers would you point people in the direction of, so they can raise their awareness? So, I would say that if you if you're going to if you want to raise your awareness by looking at and listening to people, so someone I would someone I really like to listen to is people like Joe Dispenza. Jay Shetty, um, Andrew Huberman, Alan Watts, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, just lots of psychologists, lots of doctors, scientists, philosophers, because it, it, it's listening to, listening to them that really allows my mind to, you know, people, people often ask me, well, how do you even come up with, with these thoughts or come up with these opinions? Well, I thought about it for a really, a really, a really long time. You just haven't thought about it because you haven't even presented yourself with the opportunity, opportunity to, to do so. So listen to listen to those types of figures. And if you type in any of their names, there's going to be more people within that field that pop up, too. So anyone in that field. And I'll say it again. Frederick Nietzsche, Jay Shetty, Andrew Huberman, um, Joe Dispenza, uh, Alan Watts. Uh, and there's a there's a lot more people, too. Now, when it comes to the books I read, I read books that are in these fields. I'll go on Google and I'll type in books about consciousness, books about psychology, books about astrology, books about philosophy. A couple of my favorites are the, the Tree of Life, um, the Tree of Life, Egyptian Spirituality, Why Buddhism is True, The Spectrum of Consciousness by Ken Wilber. Now, that book, that book is probably one of the best books that I can recommend. It's 600 and something pages. People like um, people like Oprah, Deepak Chopra, Joe Dispenza, lots of pioneers and famous people in the spiritual and scientific community. They were inspired by that book that was written, I believe, in the 80s, The Spectrums of Consciousness by Ken Wilber. They talk about the ego. In the 70s. The 70s, yeah. So they talk about, bro, they talk about the they literally talk about how mind, how pure consciousness literally turns reality into reality. They talk about dualism and, and the different levels of dualism. They talk about us separating ourselves from the environment, which is the primary dualism. They talk about us separating our minds from our bodies. They talk about us separating our, our idea of ourselves, the dominant aspects of our personality, and then we, we go ahead and block off everything that we don't want, which is how the shadow was born. They talk mm. about... Right. They talk about how consciousness is how mind. Right. When you look at your when you close your eyes, you can't tell how big your mind is and you can't tell what color your mind is. It's because your mind is simultaneously the entire universe. And this mind is the mind that every single organism, bugs, ants, dogs. This is called organismic consciousness. And what happens is, is that our thought processes slap different levels, different levels of consciousness over this to generate the experience of reality. They talk about biosocial bands, which is I can't I literally cannot understand something if it's not spoken through the English language. That's a biosocial band. It's a it's a level of conditioning put on my mind. So the entire so consciousness it's literally like a guidebook of, of understanding God. So the spectrum of consciousness a great read. Um another book that I read 
the Akashic Records. So what the Akashic Records explains, it explains, like I said, if we all share the same mind, where do our memories, where do our experiences go? It's to this place, this place of, this place where all knowledge across, all knowledge that will ever be experienced, past and future, it exists here. It talks about the ego. You know, what is the ego? What is our purpose? What is karma? What is reincarnation? What is the, what, and, what, and what we're supposed to be doing here? Um, another book that I read, uh, the power of the power of the subconscious mind is so or what's it called? It's something about the subconscious mind. It's by Neville Goddard. And so, man, there's there's infinite information to to gain access to all of these different spiritual avenues. And if so, you want me to like type up a list for you when we're off here, bro, I'll do that. Facts. That'll that'll be fine. We can um, drop that in the bio or something. But so it's it's essentially saying it sounds like that. If you study the mind, basically you're studying God. Absolutely. <laughs> mind, mind, God, their self, they're all simultaneous. Synonymous. Sheesh. So, okay, and it, it, it can't cross my mind. So if studying the mind is basically studying God, and God is, or the mind is represent of the all. You said the mind is connected to the entire universe. It's basically like the creator can't, can't, fit its entire mind in one organism you feel me so his thoughts perspectives and everything we get a fraction of it. and i think that's expressed through the zodiac you know what i'm saying absolutely. what were we saying i said absolutely bro like i i wasn't finna build on it you just kind of gave just kind of gave me like a, a little mind-blowing moment yeah yeah it's like the 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 zodiac basically represents the 12 aspects of the creator and a lot of people say you can't condense the universe into just 12 aspects but when you use it properly, you you definitely see traits and telltale signs in each individual when when they when they tell you their zodiac. You know what I'm saying? You can you can see the the heavily emotions and reside more so in the water sign. You can see the 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 quick temper. It's always going to be more so in Leos. You feel, I mean not Leos, but in fire signs. You feel me? I was in the car one time with a female. She was telling me about how. Yeah, she she would be quick to fight. Da, da, da. I said, "Are you a fire sign?" She said, "I'm a Leo." She didn't know. But I said, "Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It makes sense. It's every time right. the, the air signs are going to be the more talkative ones. You feel me? It, yeah. it, it never fails. They might waver uh, a so-so, but when you go to their moon sign, the the answer will be right there. It's going to be relative to the to the element in which that <clears throat> in which that emotion." aligns with you feel me it, right. it never fails so a lot of people also they try to critique it in saying that oh you don't know if the people who gave you the initial knowledge of the stars so how you know they're right well we're testing it in real time you feel me it, and it hasn't and it hasn't um gone astray yet i mean if and if it wasn't true the 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 establishment they wouldn't push astrology so heavily in our day-to-day -day lives right. every aspect of our day is astrological based our days are the week Monday is the moon. What's today? Uh, Thursday. If you research Thursday, you will see that it's aligned with Jupiter. Okay. We have Friday, which is aligned with Venus. We have Saturn day, which is aligned with obviously Saturn. Sunday, which is obviously aligned with the sun. Why is that? Seven days of the week and seven planets in our solar system. And seven hermetic principles. Seven hermetic principles. Seven deadly sins. You know, we could keep going and going. We could keep going and going. I swear. And, and why is that? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Ah, the so, principle of correspondence. The principle of correspondence, as above, so below. Facts, and I like to tell people: um, 
correspondence and correlations are not coincidences. Coincidences don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. They don't, exist. <laughs> they don't exist. There's no such thing. Only the illusion thereof. Right. Only the illusion thereof. So right. yeah, um, Johnique, you want to say anything before we before we sign out, fam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. High level conversation right here. Cosmic convos for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, I was, cosmic conversation for sure. It was great to meet you, GMI. It was great okay. to meet you, Johnny. I look forward to talking to y'all again, bro. We like, yeah, because I'm bro, I'm looking at the question list. We have certain things that I ain't even touch on that's gonna make perfect room for another conversation in the future. You feel me? Right. Definitely, definitely. You want to um say anything before we close out, fam? Yeah, go ahead and um if you if you guys don't follow me on Instagram, same name, lmoney.333. It's over here. Same TikTok, lmoney.333. My Facebook is Larry T. Williams the third. Uh, to verify the account, just look for the blue check mark. Um, go ahead and follow GMI, bro. Follow Johnique. I support their I support their page, their podcast, their interview platform, what they're doing, their next up. Peace and love to the guys. Thank y'all for having me on. Appreciate that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate everybody for um for tapping in. This has been another cosmic convo. You feel me? I'll see y'all next time. Peace, peace. Peace. Peace.